And welcome back to Jam Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike. Hi, how are you? Uh, it's It's been a year, bro. Oh, wow, yeah. This is our Corona episode. This is what I've been waiting for ever since we started the podcast. The, so this the is where year, we shine. The like. year of Corona. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know, like... I don't even remember what life was like before Corona at this point. Feels it's like. funny. I was watching like The Office just now, and I had like a, a gut reaction. Like, why aren't they wearing masks? Oh, wait. Because <laughs> it it's 2006, up. bro. It's just like wake up from a nap. And I was like, well, wear masks, Dwight. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I guess we could just reminisce for a while, but living in a city is a little bit different than living where you are. But like, the grocery stores were fucking crazy when this started. Like the toilet paper, Armageddon. What was? That I was, feel like that was all just like that was all like a manufactured thing, like hubbub like by people. I don't I think mean, there was an actual shortage of toilet paper. No, I well, people created the shortage by yeah, over yeah, buying. Yeah, exactly. But they created it for no reason. Is what I, I guess I was trying to say. Well, it was well at that point. It was like there was two weeks. Like everyone was like, "Oh, it's only going to last like a month at the longest." So you definitely didn't need that much toilet paper. <laughs> like I remember thinking, like I was going to be able to do stuff over the summer. <laughs> I didn't do anything besides be on Discord and yeah. I'm just hoping I can do stuff this summer. <laughs> um, Get that vaccine, and you'll be probably lit. You no. Oh. <laughs> I hope, what, man. Because it said lit? Oh, okay. I thought you were no, no, I just, I'm just, I'm tired, bro. <laughs> I want this shit to be over. Do you remember what you were doing the, that one day when everything got canceled? Like, and Tom Hanks got COVID and the NBA game stopped and they stopped the season. God. I mean, I was in, no, I wasn't in college yet. I was just free. No, you weren't. Yeah, you started point. in fall. I, I don't even know, like, it, the last year felt so long, and yet it went by quickly. It's like, it, it was the beginning of time just meaning time, nothing. Time is no longer a concept, 2020. It is, like, it isn't. Like, and it's really, <laughs> I, I would, I'd like time to mean something again. Um, yeah. Do you remember what you were doing a year I ago? I remember that day, that one day I mentioned, I was at my internship in the city. And at that point, like, there weren't a lot of people in the office. I was, like, one of the few people there. And I don't know. I remember seeing, like, all my classes were canceled for the rest of the week, for the rest of the year. I remember E3 being canceled for that year, that day. And I was like, I don't know. I felt like that was going to happen regardless of Corona. <laughs> and E3 might be dead in general now, which is really sad. But, I mean, that was a, one of the things that the NBA, I remember coming home. Uh, like hanging out with my friends. It was one of those like celebratory things because I felt like we all knew we were leaving. And yeah, it was I remember calling my dad, being like, "What was going on?" And he really had like, he really know what to say. It was it was a crazy day. That day, and then like a week later, leaving school. Must be weird, like calling your parents and being like, "What do you think?" And them just not knowing. Them not knowing anything at all. I mean, nobody's like prepared yourself. to answer. Like, and no one thought it was going to go on as long as it did. I mean, I remember like the memes 
that people were like starting to make like Haha, extra spring break bro yeah and it's like also extra month of spring break and it's like oh, them, i feel like i willed this into existence me and my friend were like in february we're like we haven't got a lot of snow days so far it would be nice to get some school off <laughs> and, oh sorry you screwed it's your fault yeah. that china created a not china created a virus spreading conspiracy theories um but, uh, yeah it's so it was march 11th or 12th depending where you are I think that, 11th was the wednesday yeah and that's when the cdc announced it as a pandemic so that's like in the u.s um i think italy had shut down already like shut down its borders and stuff and put when the lockdown, but like the U S recognized it on the 11th or 12th. So it's at the end of this week of songs. Um, but my God, we picked some good songs. <laughs> I, I'm glad it ends with we'll meet again. Spoilers. I think that's pretty I, good. Oh, I mean, we can talk about that now. Cause that's, that's literally my like first point is that I don't know if you know anything about that song, but we'll meet again. Song, right? yeah. yeah. That song was written in, 39 38 um by Vir- not by her but she sang it to make it famous um and a lot of people didn't want or didn't like that song being famous because it thought it took away from the war effort like it's going to make the boys want to come back home um and like feel homesick and this is a whole controversy but they actually used that song in britain when they went into lockdown in the queen's speech she actually said we'll meet again really like when yeah it's like a reference to that and so it's that like it's crazy yes and they've done like marathons where they have people like uh workers like nurses and stuff singing it awfully by the way oh, totally off key not the <laughs> point though um but yeah it's like that song became like the nation's song again during the pandemic so it's really I didn't even know that, and I recommend spiritual. It. Yeah, it's probably spiritual. happened after I recommended it too. So, like, well, yeah, I think Britain went into lockdown a little bit later than the U.S. Um, but yeah, man, <laughs> it's coronaversary, bro. Week nine, <laughs> we yeah, wow. And this is like a week divided because the first half we didn't know was happening. The second half, we didn't really know it was happening or what was about to happen, but. Oh, man. <laughs> I think everyone's I'm, just like... What, what, what day... Maybe we can talk about it when we get there. What day is, like, the when it started? Which song? I think it's Mourners and Guided by Voices. Or maybe the day after that. I, I don't uh, remember. I do remember listening to Underdog, like, while I was back home. So I'd moved back home by then. Or maybe... No, maybe I was just listening to it later again and remember that. I don't know. Who knows? Okay, so shall we press on? Yeah, let's press. We're gonna talk. I, I think this whole week is gonna be like how this relates. Um, really, I'd like looking back. Yeah. Welcome to Coronaversary, bro. Week nine of the playlist. Uh, this week. This week, it's a good batch of songs. I think personally, but, solid. It's not. It's not as good as last week. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, it's it's somewhere in the middle. Um, I didn't create a top five, so this will be on the fly at the end of this episode. Oh, <laughs> I just realized. Uh, I could probably do it at the end. Whatever. Okay, so shall we jump into it? Let's jump into it, Philly G. 
Yo, that's such enthusiasm. You're making me <laughs> tired as we're making this episode. Daylight savings. What do I oh, yeah. Fuck daylight savings. <laughs> I just took a nap and woke up, and now we're recording a podcast. So. I took a nap today also, but not right now. Great. <laughs> you can tell this is going to be a enthusiastic episode. Coronavirus and naps. Let's Can't go. Lockdown. Oh, no, no more lockdown news. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I mean, in Texas, there is no lockdown. We're mask-free, baby. That's tight. I mean, for just for clarification, it's not tight. That was a joke. <laughs> okay, let's get political. Um, okay, jump into it. Okay, so, yeah, so my first song is I Don't Really Love You Anymore by The Magnetic Fields. 2004. I was surprised it was that old, honestly, but I forget that this band is that old. I'm just sad I didn't discover them when I was younger. Uh, this is the first true magnetic fields. Uh, not, this is the first magnetic field song on this list because it features Stephen Merritt uh, and his backup band with his orchestrals and tiny piano. This did feel like a real magnetic field song. The one we did last week was kind of eh. Yeah, I don't know why I recommended that one. I apologize. Because this should be your introduction to the magnetic fields. This in, the, in a few weeks or next week, there's one more. So this is one of the... Uh, bands that came out of nowhere for 2020 and helped me <laughs> through 2020 i don't even know how i got recommended them but i just went through their like catalog of music and this is one of the songs that stood out um and it's one of my most consistent like listens throughout the whole year it made my top music of 2020 as well so it was interesting to see that i i don't know for a band that just like came out of nowhere that doesn't usually happen with me and they also don't fit the mold that I usually like, because as you know from this list, um, yeah, I like 1960s or 70s rock, and these are like, these are it. I think it's a perfect blend between my music of rock music and your DIY lo-fi music, and I it kind so. of kind of blends between the two. Maybe that was a creation of you making me slowly like integrated into your world of music through this list. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a great song. I don't. I, there's not much to say. <laughs> it, it comes down to that. It, yeah, I, I was I was lower on notes this week in general, and higher on like, what do you remember about this year and this song? Like last year through this yeah. song. So like, I think the song was alright too. I like the beginning. Instrumentals are really good. I never not like uh, the vocals with Stephen Merritt. Um, Compared to the other Stephen Merritt songs, the vocals were not as amazing, though, in my opinion. I mean, the, the, one, the one thing I'll point out in the lyrics, uh, I do like one of the lyrics, and I think it, it, it's almost poetic, like a Bob Dylan song. Uh, although Bob Dylan wish he could write these type of songs, I hate Bob Dylan's voice. Really? I, I personally cannot fucking stand Bob Dylan. He's the most annoying creature He's one of those things you either love or hate for people. Yeah, I like that. And it's weird because Stephen Merritt has an interesting voice, but it's not like a piercing interesting like Bob Dylan's. Yeah. Also, he's from Minnesota. I don't know how he gets the accent because he doesn't sound like he's from Minnesota. Sounds like he's from Mars. <laughs> um, but in the lyrics uh, from the Magnetic Field song, they'll, 
There'll be some day when your eyes do not enthrall me. I'll be numb, but realize you'll never call me because I've read your horoscope and I've given up all hope. So I don't really love you anymore. That's pretty good. It's just like down. He's down bad. Did I use that term right? Oh, I mean, not really. (laughs) Okay. Because he's describing a boomer. He's describing like falling out of love. I yeah, guess the okay. assumption is that the girl does like him back, but if he's down bad, down bad means like you're just so desperate. Oh, okay. For, Sad. Like, the girl, yeah. You can tell I don't keep up with the kids' lingo. Um, also, it's funny that Stephen Merritt talks about girls in this song and like dresses. Oh, wait, I forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, like gay, openly yeah. gay. It's yeah. not like we're assuming he's gay. No, he's very openly gay. It's just funny that he went to like this like I don't remember what dress you wore. And he only wears brown. Brown is a weird color. If you're going to pick one color to only wear, brown is a very interesting one. Oh, he also has hearing problems, so he can't play like sets live. Like he can't play electric. It's a whole thing. It's a really interesting listen. There's a documentary, but uh, anyway, it's a good song. I think we both agree. It's like middle of the road. Yeah, the magnetic fields. I, I think that's fair. I agree with that. Now, now you can talk about my Austin icon that I didn't oh. know until you told me. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, my first song is "Walking the Cow" by Daniel Johnston. Uh, Daniel Johnston might be one of my favorite artists. He definitely is. He's from Austin. Um, he was like, may, maybe a little bit younger than us. Uh, he worked at like McDonald's and he lived with his mom. And I think it was kind of accepted that he had like some sort of Asperger's or autism or something. Um, and he would like make his own music at home on cassette tapes and try and sell it outside of the McDonald's he worked at. Um, I think he was like a little bit of a, a local phenomenon. And then Kurt Cobain wore his shirt with the album art on it. And he got like huge because of that. That's awesome. The album, Hi, How Are You? Which I don't know if you noticed, but opening the podcast, I said like, I said that in the way he says it in the first song of the album. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know if I, nobody's going to pick up on that, but yeah. <laughs> um, this is a very lo-fi. Like, this is what I feel like a lot of people have the impression that lo-fi is like the anime girl stream or like Kai Dream stuff. But I think lo-fi is more like this. Like, somebody just making their music from their basement, trying to figure out what to do, like, putting stuff together. Um. The song, it was inspired by the Blue Bell ice cream logo. That's like, it depicts a girl like stringing a cow along on a rope. Um, people say it's supposed to represent like pulling along like this a burden or like a bad part of you that you don't really like. Uh, I, I adore the song and Daniel Johnston. He's one of my, he's like one of the best examples of just like a pure, like unaltered, like artist. Like he's just such a, it's such a pure like output of art into the world. I I, I sucks I discovered him a few years ago when he died of a heart attack. That's sad. <laughs> How is that Sorry. funny? I'm just I have bad humor. <laughs> I love this song. I play this song a crazy amount. He makes me think of school because like it's a very artsy, hip kid vibe. To like Daniel Johnson. Is it? To me. I, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this uh, this song. I, I know you like him too. Wait, you don't like it anymore? I don't know. This song just 
it has its quirks. Like I'm not gonna say it's not like interesting, an interesting listen. Uh, I, certainly it's an interesting listen. Uh, he has his weird opening that's like, "This is a pig." Yeah, it's like that. Point, point. It makes me think of the thing I used to have as a kid, where it's. I think it's just. In it. I think that's what it is. He just recorded that. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Uh, what you what you're you were going for is DIY music, and that's what sure. LoFi started as. So right. eighty three is right around where LoFi and DIY music became big. Like with the, uh, they might be giants. Were another band that started right around here. So he was right at the inception of the idea. Um, the opening. <laughs> Sounds like tampon commercial. <laughs> no, the opening sounds like uh, what my brain sounds like after COVID. Just like this is what a pig sounds like. This is what a bird's chirping sounds like. Oh, that means I have to get up. Like it's morning time because time means nothing. But yeah, I think the most surprising thing was I didn't know he was an Austin icon until you told me he was. Like Siegel, you have the, to know he's from the Austin. Alien on the front of Hi, how are you? Is like a it's like the symbol of Austin or something. I mean, it is. It's the actual icon for the subreddit of Austin. Yeah. Uh, so whatever that's worth. I, I guess that means something internet wise. Um, he's very big. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a good song. I don't. I, it's not making my top five as I'm writing it in my head, which might disappoint you. A little. I mean, it, it disappoints me a little bit. I remember you really liking this. So. It's interesting on the first listen just because it's so different. I think if anyone was like never heard Daniel Johnston, if you listen to any of his other music, all of it sounds the same. <laughs> Maybe that's where it kind of loses its luster for me. Um, definitely. I don't know. Point there. Uh, he's definitely in a category of his own. He sounds like Randy Newman also. <laughs> I guess he has a he has a similarly quirky voice. I guess yeah. We like the quirk on this show, folks. Randy Newman is pretty great. I'm glad you were <laughs> to like other music of his because all I knew him was for the Toy Story. So speaking of quirks, uh, my next song <laughs> is "The Doors," "The End" by The Doors from 1967. Just so you know, Rolling Stones rated it 336 of the greatest songs of oh. all time. <laughs> you want to know my first line of this note is? What? You gotta predict that this is in your top <laughs> the top fifty of the Rolling Stone list. I guess I was way off on where. Okay. I don't think it's in the top fifty because it's eleven fucking minutes long. And really? That was my yeah. one complaint about the song. It's just like I don't I don't want to listen to an eleven minute song. So the single version, like when they released it as a single, it was six minutes, which is already a lot absurdly long. Yeah. <laughs> especially for the attention spans of the modern people. 60s you you were able to do that now if you release a six minute song someone would see that time and just go no 11 minutes was the version on the album um and i did think that hurt them uh but let's just take a step back <laughs> i predict the future this is the pandemic song before it was announced as the pandemic this is the end Da da da, beautiful friend. This is the actually end. the pandemic song. No, I'm just saying, like that. It... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, it does. Thematically, it's I mean, like I guess it's calling this the end is a bit overdramatic, but 
Yeah, but that's where my uh, brain went. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a very single thing to say. This is the end right now. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I think I listened to this even more after the pandemic was announced. Ironically, um, I just sat there and was like, "This is the end, the bro." Pandemic. Coming up with the pandemic, guys, get ready. <laughs> Pre-order today. So if you don't know, The Doors, a great band. This first album, especially, which is has the end on it which is not the last song of the album which is insane it's like the third song um but jim morrison member of the 27 club i think he's the only member that we have on this playlist unless you recommend like a Jimi hendrix later no i asked you about Jimi hendrix but you knew all the songs i knew so okay so he's probably the only member of the 27 club we don't have any nirvana or anything so that's sad because there are a lot of great members of that club sad club to be part of but yeah you don't want to be part of the club but it's <laughs> but i mean his haunting fucking vocals in this are just it, it describes like the end times and like the apocalypse uh, they... and as you go into the song it just turns into further and further chaos um but i listened to i will like i did not think i was going to listen to 11 minutes of the song and i did <laughs> holy crap it gets insane yeah, no, uh, people don't. I don't think people get past the part of this is the the opening, like this yeah. is the end, because everyone I mean, knows like that honest, iconic. Normally, that's what I only listen to. Well, because that's the best part of the song, and then it just turns into like a shit show, and it 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 does it 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 does that because it was recorded over like a bunch of jam sessions, and then they just kind of slapped it together to make this song. Um, this whole album was like a bunch of like live sessions that they kind of just made into music uh the doors are interesting listen but this is like the antithesis of soundcloud (laughs) like your music because 11 minutes versus like a minute and a half and movie references and like interesting like little like do 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 things like this is like not that um this is like operatic rap not rap jesus operatic rock rock fuck (laughs) anyway do you think because I think this is the burning question. Do you think a song could be successful today if it was 11 minutes long? I mean, successful in what way? Like chart topping. Probably not. No. But charts the tops is WAP seal. No way. <laughs> like, let's say, let's say, like, Lil Nas X <laughs> collabs with all the popular artists and they make like an 11 minute song and it's a big meme and everybody's talking about it. Yeah, sure. But like probably in the case that you're describing, no, probably not. I I think the only person who could come out with a song like that and people would listen is like a Kanye or like a Kendrick Lamar. I'm saying like, what if all those people collabed on a song to make it 11 minutes? That yeah. would be big. Yeah, that would be popular. Sure. But it'd have to it'd have to be like meme memeable and like all these like factors because I just don't think the public. He's in the mood anymore for an 11 minutes, even a six minute song like they they released as a single is fucking ridiculous nowadays. Uh, this is the Corona episode, so I think it fits perfectly into the theme of this is the end. Do, do, do. <laughs> I feel like the end times a few times there during Corona. It was very movie like. I remember that that one day I keep bringing up is very movie like. I mean, it's contagion. Except it happened. I watched Contagion one of the first days I was home. Yeah, that's that's another thing. That fucking skyrocketed on Netflix to like the number one movie for a while. Why everybody like, watched that? 
it's like being on a plane and watching like I don't know airplane. Yeah, I mean no, no not snakes on a plane. <laughs> I don't know a movie about an airplane that goes down. Nine eleven. Nine eleven, the movie. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think there's actually a movie called nine eleven. There's definitely wait. There's one that's just called nine eleven. I think yeah, it's Charlie Sheen. Probably he's stuck a bunch in of movies by nine eleven, but. No, I'm I'm pretty sure it's Charlie Sheen and he's stuck in an elevator in the Twin Towers with a bunch of like random characters while it's happening. Anyway. One single location movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, with Charlie Sheen, we don't escape Charlie <laughs> Sheen for the whole movie. Probably. Well, the only Charlie Sheen movie is Major League. Anyway. Uh, That's a good take. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I like the uh, song. Yeah. I always yeah. I remember I heard it first in Apocalypse Now, which is like Always oh yeah, that's the fucking my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. So like in the I opening, about that. it's like it's like super cool opening of a movie. Oh fuck, I forgot that I didn't think of that. Apocalypse Now is a super cool movie. Damn. Thanks, Falco. Anyway, yeah. uh, shall we? What the fuck was I gonna say? Saunder on. Sure. Move on. Yeah, uh, no, I, I guess I pretty much said all I wanted to. Yeah. Um, Balance by Future Islands. Future Islands synth pop band, which is funny because I don't know, they don't really give me like synth pop vibes. But like when I really think about it, this is definitely a synth pop song. The only reason I what? It's so funny about it. I just love how you you can in that moment you can tell you're reading something like when I listen to it, it's a, sounds like a synth it, pop. It's just, band. it's just the way my my brain works. Like I never the song never registers in my mind as a synth pop song. No, then yeah. I was doing research and I was like, oh yeah, no, this is a simple, but why am I, I'm tripping. I don't really like anything about this song besides the lyrics, which I really like. Um, the song's about the lead singer, like, in his late 20s, talking to the younger version of himself. Basically, because he wish he knew what he knew, knows now when he, like, then. He was just having a hard time, like, coming of age in his 20s and i was recommended this song when i was in a similar spot in college and it really inspired me and helped me at the time um i love the like it just takes time hard work in your time like that's the main line that sticks out like it'll, it'll like just that phase ends it's a good thing to remember this too shall pass sure okay <laughs> what is that from again it's an okay go song. It's also what my therapist told me to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a this too shall pass originated from okay go. No, 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 no. It's an okay. old well, saying. Like, well, I'm, okay, okay. Why I recommended you... a song to you later called "This Too Shall Pass" by Okay Go, which is on this list. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that term originated from Okay Go. That's what I. That's what I was asking. <laughs> that's what you said. So I was like, an alt band from like 2010. Um, this song, I got confused. I thought Walking the Cow was starting again. It has a very <laughs> similar synth opening to Walking the Cow, and I'm like, did I fucking hit it at the button again? Uh, I mean, you kind of covered what I said. This song is the closing credit scene in a coming-of-age film, reminiscent of Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds, the Breakfast Club ending, if sure. people are unaware of that. It's like, the more modern version of that, I guess. I mean, yeah, it was released in 27, uh, 2011, sorry. And I was like, it has such a 1980s like aesthetic to it. I was like, really? <laughs> I was surprised by that. Yeah, it's it's synth. That's what it is. 
what's the basis of this? <laughs> the fact that you were really like, feel like it's cl- it feels closer to like one of your like alt rock songs. For reason. I I feel like it's from the eighties, so you could say it's glam rock. Yeah. If anything, like Bowie, like I guess uh, so. I don't know. Do you like this? I don't know. Uh, it's it's actually really good. I did like this song. I I thought it was one of your songs that didn't have lyrics, and then like halfway through, it finally turned into lyrics, and I was like, oh shit! Like there are some. There aren't a lot of lyrics. There aren't very many. It was very it was very well musically put together. Um, like remember, I feel like you had a lot more feelings about the song back in the day. I, I did i do really like this song like that's not i'm not trying to like say like it's bad just don't have much else to say i just have don't don't have much okay. else to say it's just like Let's a good song it's just a simple 10. good song i agree it's not very not very many lyrics yeah i don't know how to describe a song when it's just like there's no lyrics because i'm just that i like to dive into like the deep i mean the main. lyrics are pretty straightforward and short so yeah yeah so I like Future Islands. I listened to some of their other stuff based on this. I have so, not listened to any of maybe. Oh, they're good. They're really good. But my next pick is 510 Apartment 3 by Mourners from 2018. So this uh, is the day? It's either this or the next day. Okay. Uh, but three-piece band out of LA creating loud, miserable, anthemic pop. Their words, not mine. They call their own music miserable. I mean, it's punk, so they can get away with it. I mean, this is just like a simple breakup song that's like reminiscing on the beautiful mundanity. Probably butchered how to say that word. That is just not a word. Mun, 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 mun. Hey, it didn't fucking redline it. I probably just said it wrong. Mundanity came through? Yeah. Mundanity? I'm going to check how she says it. Mundanity. That's a word? Apparently. Damn. <laughs> Yo, Falco, hit us up. Uh, uh, it explores the past beautiful mundanity, mundanity of everyday life and the struggle of the singer is going through. Uh, for me, the song is uh, the type of song you listen to and get reminded of those things in your life that uh, maybe you take for granted. Uh, but once you look back at them, you'll remember that uh, they were like bigger than you gave them credit for, just like the mundane parts of your life. I, de- I definitely like that uh, idea. Thinking yeah, about little details that you miss. It, it's not even that. It reminds me of the movie Patterson, which I know is like a weird connection because oh, no one, well, other than me and you, like no one saw that movie. The I feel like. movie. Yeah, there's Very, just like it's it, just a slice of life, like. Everyday, but it's yeah. it's like painfully dull, right. and it like tries to highlight that as like the beauty, I guess. But it's just like the, the tasks that you do every day, and you're just like fuck this shit. It. But then you look bad, and you're like, oh, that was like kind of the good times. And exactly. Sad. Exactly. That's always um, the. That Andy Bernard quote from The Office is like, very good, even though people like oh, it. Yeah. yeah, I I never I seen The Office, it. but. Uh, I know the quote because it's memed or like shown a lot. Uh, I, the best part of this song is the swell to the chorus where he'll say, I'll never be happy. I'm overreacting. That's not what I'm asking. Don't go. Um, or he just starts screaming that at the end of the chorus section of the song. It's pretty emo in some time. And that's, yeah. 
Well, he. It sounds like a thing you gen genuinely say in a fight, which makes yeah, it yeah. like feel real, and grounds the song. I think a lot. Um, but what what do you think of breakup songs? Because you definitely have a motif of them <laughs> up to this point of like mom jeans and that kind of song, and obviously so you mom like jeans them. Was a breakup anthology. <laughs> <laughs> but why why do you think it's enjoyable to listen to songs that like highlight a difficult part or someone suffering? I mean, I think this is going to sound really corny. The best work and like art comes out when you're uh, just emotionally vulnerable, letting out your feelings. Like the Mom Jeans album is so pure. Like you can feel that. Like you can, it just feels so real, just unaltered, like raw emotion. I don't know. Sometimes it's just like a feeling to it. Like you can tell how genuine stuff is. The question, how do you feel about breakup songs, though? I don't know. Well, I mean, they're just... I like the idea a, of this one. There are an abundance of them. And there's like a yeah. certain motif of songs you get. There's the, I'm in love. Holy shit. There's the, fuck that person. We're, we're broken up. Or, please get back together with me. They go hand in hand. And then later, the underdog story at the end of this list. And those are like the basic main three. We're living um, in a post-driver's license world. Oh, God. I hate that song. All right, you yeah. want to hear a yeah. take? I think it's, like, decent. I like the I, I like the concept of, like, they, they talked about helping her get her driver's license, and now uh, she has it, and she just drives past it. I think that's, a, that's a, like, a heartfelt little sentiment. I, the problem with modern music... Oh boy. Uh, it's there not even go. modern music. You want you want you said it. You you continued the conversation. Problem with modern music. Fucking Falcon Eddie over here. It's so fucking overplayed. I can't stand songs because music is just like it's so it's so short. It you, you can watch a movie ten times and you can pick out new things. But then music, it's the same thing. So it's like they had to create a whole backstory to make the song interesting. Like, oh my God, it's about breakup rumors with this person. It's about this actress hooking up with this person. It's like, it was like I was living like in YouTube world of like isn't Team that, Star and made a stuff song. That happened? They weren't, I thought they weren't rumors. I thought it was just what the song was based on. Oh, but like she never came out and like approved them. It was sort of just like, <laughs> K-pop oh, If it was fans. all a lie, that would be the <laughs> stupidest thing ever. I don't think it was a lie. I think there was embellishing of the story to make it more popular. Right. Um, I don't know. I just It's the same thing with Blinding Lights. Blinding Lights was a good song. I think I brought this up last week. Blinding Lights is a good song. I can't fucking listen to it anymore. That song just, is so annoying. It's everywhere. Same thing with Driver's License. Same thing with so many. If any What's Ariana Grande most song. annoying song you've ever heard? Because it's just always uh, playing. I don't know. I don't listen to the radio if I can avoid it. I hate Lights by Ellie Goulding. <laughs> Talking burn in hell. I, I hate think... <laughs> Happy by Pharrell Williams. I think that's like <laughs> the most popular pick. Of oh, uh, the fucking Justin Timberlake song. Can't stop the feeling. Nothing that I one's pretty do. annoying. That, that one is like... used in like every B movie animated movie trailer. Oh, it was just it was the it was the song from Trolls. That's why it was everywhere. It's in um, every like one of those trailers. It's just. Happy is a really good answer. That one is just not a song. 
<laughs> it's just like a statement that he says to a beat. <laughs> um, but there's just no musical talent behind that. How did we get to this? Oh, because I brought up driver's license. So no, <laughs> Olivia, no, no. Olivia Rodriguez is a talented person. I just don't Rodrigo. like to listen to that song. Whatever. The, the one from High School Musical, the show, the musical. I hope that's not embellished. If that sentiment, like the popular line, you said forever, now I drive past your street. It's definitely that's, embellished. That would suck. Welcome to the fucking entertainment world. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Next let's song. go to your next song. Guided by Voices. Uh, teenage FBI by Guided by Voices. Uh, they're a rock band from the 80s. Um... <laughs> What? Yeah, I just sound so, sound so mad from uh, enthusiasm, dude. We just had a conversation about driver's license and whatever. Um, enthusiasm. It's a very '80s cutting of age movie, but it's funny because I think I heard it in like an NBA game or something. Um, Music, but yeah, you said movie. What did I say? You said a very cutting movie. Coming of age? No, no, no. I meant this has like a coming of age movie vibe. Oh, oh, oh! I'm just stupid. This doesn't have very many uh, lyrics, but I like, like for the longest time, this is another weird my brain thing. I knew exactly what the concept of teenage FBI that they were saying meant, but I could never oh, I like what does articulate it, it. Like the song is like, someone tell me why I do the things that I don't want to do. Like, I don't know, being like a shy, awkward teenager and not doing the stuff that's on your mind. And it's like, cause you're, you're followed, you're being followed by the, the quote unquote teenage FBI that. Like, make sure the teenagers act like teenagers. Interesting. That's my takeaway. That's my... Uh, no, I like it. Interpretation, yeah. Um, I like the song. It's, it's stuck in my head quickly. I listen to it a lot. Um, I remember for some reason my friend sent it to me on my birthday uh, a few years ago. I really liked it. I listened to it a lot. Um, I still enjoy it. I mean, I don't like get a random urge to listen to it. But it's not, I'm not huge on it. Seagull. Yeah, I, I the more I listened to this week, the more this song grew on me, honestly. I I didn't know this. This band in the same album had uh one of the best scrub songs that I recommended today to you. Really? Uh, Hold on Hope. Uh didn't remember it. No, it's in like the first season, so I've seen it so many times and I'm like, oh, it's a great song. Um so if you like this band, if you like this band. Let me tell you something. They have 33 albums That's since 1987. They've released three albums in 2020. They've almost released an album a year since 1987. They're the Stephen King of music. <laughs> yeah, so they're like shocking. But yeah, so this song is like one of the songs I remember you always used to sing the opening line to. Or like hum it before Origami Angel took over your life. <sighs> <laughs> This song was like it was a there was like a demo or a simpler version of of it on an earlier album, and now this is like longer. Oh, okay. Fine. I mean, they released thirty three yeah. albums, so I guess they have to work on something. Yeah, I really like this song. Uh, it's very like just again, I hate the word that I'm just continuing to use the word simple, but because music no, is, it is simple. more than that. There's not a lot of lyrics. I get but that. the guy sounds like he's in his like. 20s and he's actually in his 40s when he's singing this which shocked me because like he has the punk which means they're like he's 60 right now like yeah yeah i was gonna say uh 
and it's like basically one guy and he just changes the band around him i forget his name i apologize yeah i remember when i was doing research the the list of past members is just uh, so long <laughs> yeah it's just one guy basically it's the yeah. brendan yuri of this list uh where he says he's this band but it's just that guy um yeah i mean it he has the punk quality where he can still sound like seven. Uh, he could still sound like he's 17, even when he's 40. That's how all all time low and those kind of bands still sound like they're whiny little people yeah. <laughs> in their 50s. Um, yeah, it's really good harmonies, too, in the song. It's. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a song. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's talk about Ricky Montgomery, because I didn't know him when you recommended this. So that's interesting because I think you later came out. This was pre TikTok. It's a bad. Me exposed to TikTok. For you coming this. out to Ricky Martin, uh, I, Montgomery. Ricky Martin. Can you tell? I, I'm just destroyed right now. I uh, know uh, Mr. Lover Man or Line Without a Hook. So you'll find this interesting. I listened to this song on like some Spotify playlist where it was like the recommended thing. And I was like, Mike would like this song. And then I never listened to it again. So <laughs> this is my first time re-listening to this song since I recommended it to you. And it was okay. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever listened to it. Ricky I literally is just like a comfort voice. I just turned around and was like, Mike would like this. <laughs> Take it. It feels like the, the millennial watching over all of TikTok. I mean, I I do enjoy that it's a piano bit. It's different than at least the rest of this list. It stands out on this list because it's piano and he's slamming the keys as the song progresses towards the breakdown. But yeah, it just it feels like a song about like reassurance, basically. And you can tell by the lyrics, I'm all right if you're all right, I'm okay if you're okay. Kind yeah. of like like a pep talk almost to yourself. Um like centering uh, I, I've had to do that in the past I'm yeah, fine with saying that, that. Uh, yeah I mean this song kind of covers the basis of the problems that we all face <laughs> and having to accept yourself I wasn't a huge fan of this but I love Ricky Montgomery like I said this year I recommended a, a version of Line Without a Hook with MXM Tune on it which is like amazing I love that yeah, I think it's relevant to our podcast because she's on here a lot. Oh, is she? Okay. MXM Tune, Prom Dress Girl. Oh, yeah. I always forget her name. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Maya. she's great. Yeah. yeah, Maya. That Yeah, she's great. Boy, Seagull's in a mood right now. Dude, just... pandemic has finally taken over me. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. You want to go to the next song? Dead? Yes. Yeah. But what's their Wall name? Say dead. their full name. Um, what the fuck? Why haven't I written it down? But it's the, the world, world is a is beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die. Yeah, that is the longest fucking name. It is a very long name. Um, sorry. So yeah, they're an indie rock emo band from Connecticut. Um, the song was a lot shorter than I remember it. It was like two minutes. Um, but like, SoundCloud. I don't know. It was, I, this it was this these kind of bands are like barely on Spotify, so I'm lucky I found this one. But uh, this is like, I think, about like a friend moving away and they're all like realizing they're growing up. 
and they're bidding goodbye to their hometown. Um, I love the details of saying goodbye to like the New England trees and the sidewalks of Walnut Street, I guess, which is the street where they grew up. Um, I think this applies to being home for the pandemic. It's like I'm back in my hometown and I'm realizing I'm older now and I'm kind of like giving it one last goodbye before I move on and the pandemic ends. That's how I looked at a lot of this experience being at home. I remember it was so short, but I love this song overall. Ah, love strong. I like the song overall. I don't know why this song makes me think of like sitting. I, you kind of you kind of covered it, but the song makes me think of sitting on a bus and like staring out the window on a ride home from school and passing all the streets that you you know so well. And you can like still like and zoning out while you're doing it. So like you can still picture the route. At least I can picture the route yeah. my bus used to go. And it just feels like elementary school to me. Um, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And it, and like you said, it makes me fucking homesick. And at least you're at home. <laughs> I really want to go back to w- where we grew up right now. Um, but I have a question about that. Will our hometown always be your home like your idea of home Mm, that's a tough slash sad question oh i have to think about that for a bit i mean i can answer it uh and (laughs) kind of cop out but to me yes it will be no i'm leaving no matter no matter where i could go in the world I would always remember our hometown because it, it's like a it's like a space that you, I can still like picture every road and the things I used to drive. Like I said, and better than I can anywhere else I move um, because it's just like second nature. I remember going back to my dad's hometown where he grew up in 1950s in the 1950s. And he can still remember roads if they're still there. Some of them are gone, but like he could still remember driving around certain areas. So it's weird. Like I'm, a, we'll always have that same place that we'll like remember. Um, I don't know. I always, when I say home, I don't mean where I'm living. Yeah. No. To answer your question, I think yes. I think this town is going to be my home because I've been here the longest. It's where I came of age and did every formative thing. And um, still. no matter where I end up living, if it's not here, I think I will uh, consider this home and I'll come back here every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, just a thing to, here's a friendly tip from a guy who's moved away from home. It's probably always going to be your home and you're going to have to live with that if you ever move away. Cause I mean, I'm, I hope I do, but I also, when I talk about this, it makes me sad about it. This kind of stuff makes my move away less. I agree with you. I'll move back. Um, okay. Do it, bro. I can't. It's a pandemic. Uh, so there's a sad thought to think about. Where's your home? Type it in the comment section below on our Instagram post on this. Tell us your address that your home address was. And your credit card number. And your social security number. Um, three special digits on the back of it. Yes, on your credit card that he's saying, yeah. and your zip code. Just throw them all in there. Uh, the next Dirty song is the song is an attack, and there's a banana on the cover. What is happening? What? <laughs> an attack? 
it all, it just the beginning catches me off guard, and I don't, I can't tell oh, if cello. I like it or hate it. The yeah. cello, it's just different, I think, than we're used to, especially coming off like the Doors and Walnut Street. But Why is dirty imbecile on the cover. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the dirty, Im- uh, dirty imbecile by the Happy Fits, twenty sixteen. Uh, they're a three piece band that started out of a summer project between friends. And once their EP blew up on Spotify, they dropped out of college to pursue their musical dreams. Real feel-good story. Also, they responded us to in- on Instagram, so they're a cool band <laughs> instantly cool. in my book. Um, Happy Fits, why is there a banana on the cover? Yeah, answer that. Uh, why is there a banana on, on the cover? Podcast and tell us. They, they also said that they liked the uh, Future Islands in their post to us, so... It's interesting. Um, but yeah, the, uh, as you mentioned, the cello bit at the beginning is very weird in comparison to the rest sure. of these songs. Uh, and I enjoy it because it's doing different. Yeah, it's the yeah. differentness of it that kind of makes it stand out on this list. And it's hard to stand out when the doors, bro. the end is on here. Because um, <laughs> that's certainly a different song. Uh, their sound is almost akin to something of like a modern Americanized sea shanty. I don't know if you agree with that. Uh, It really nails, which right now is really relevant on the trends that we're setting on becoming a nation of sea shanties. (laughs) Um, But also their, their lyrics aren't so much a pub crawl song, like a sea shanty or pirate, whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, from the band itself, they they explain the song as uh, about having two sides of like a personality, almost the insecure side and the confident, tough side that you like present to strangers. I don't have that, but apparently normal people have the tough side that they present to strangers. I'm panicky, whichever side you get me on. But at the end, uh, it it's the two personalities clashing together, and that's why you get that like dramatic scene of like them singing over each other and like different lyrics um so it's like clash of the personalities that's a bad joke um it wasn't even a joke it was just describing clash of the titans that's a movie yeah uh yeah i think it it, it's a relatable song because it's something i think (laughs) not everyone but some people struggle with it's the outside confidence bit and the inside like shitting yourself like oh my god what's gonna happen Especially during a pandemic. Major, yeah, that that's the perfect way to describe this song. It's the definition of that. Fake it until you make it. Present I mean, that works. differently. That's right. what I've been told. Um, uh, uh, yeah. What that's did you think? I really that? have to say, I said all I really have to say about the sentiment a lot. It, it was fun. It's a very, it's, it's different very because of that. Because of that cello bit. And that it's more acapella. This um, in February, I felt like we did it before for some reason. Maybe your songs sound alike. That's I don't know. They don't sound alike to me, but maybe that's. I mean, like those two. I don't know if think those sound alike, but like your music in general. I might have played them for you at some point. I don't remember. Good chance you did. Yeah. Um, so, thank you to the Happy Fits. We love you shout guys. Out Happy Fits. If you want to come on the podcast? You're allowed. Uh, okay. To you for you, by yeah. John OFA Reed. No, 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 no. It's to you for you because it's all capitalized. Uh, sorry. 
<laughs> you, have to, you have to blow out my ears. Um, he's a Korean pop artist, and I think he's somewhat of a big deal, which is cool because I know him because a friend knows him. Oh, this is my, that. Okay. Yes. Well, this is a good song just have like on a chill playlist. I never really looked at the lyrics. Um, I, I, I never, I, I had no interest in looking at the lyrics. It's not like I didn't like it, but I just, the song was like a flow, you know? Like I'm, I'm going down a slide and it's just like a slide of like good vibes. I don't, I don't care what they're telling me. Okay. I think this might, this, this one might be on the day of the big pandemic starter. It might be, honestly. It's it's near the bottom. It sounds familiar. So. Uh, it sounds familiar with like being in that and recommending this. I mean, I have the same notes for this song, by the way. It's just good music in another language. I didn't care to look up the lyrics. Uh, Nothing against yeah. you, John O'Ferry. We like you. I like you. I think he That's said important. all about the bass at one point, though. Or yeah, yeah. Just... Okay, did. I didn't know if it was just like a different there language. There are some English inserts. Okay. Is he Korean? Yeah. Okay. I think he's on a hiatus from music right now. Okay. Well, Uh, you have time. I I should definitely look at at his other songs because I think this is fun. It's good music, but I I just can't get behind other languages. Although I like Kino, so I like... I don't know. Maybe there was just a... get behind other languages. Well. <laughs> Spoken like a true Texan. Okay. It's calmed out over there. I don't wear masks down here. We're cool down here. Um, during the coronaversary. Uh, it, it's a fine song. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. February by No Love for the Middle Child 2020. Ironically recommended in March. That's a That's good first name for a band. Uh, yeah, it's a really good name for a band. And it's supposedly true. Me not having siblings and you being the oldest, we can attest to this. Um, but we could have a brother on at some point. Maybe he can attest to it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the in, uh, this person, he does, I don't know their real name, which is shocking that you can't find the artist's real name that's impressive honestly i mean uh, we've indie... had a lot of those at this point so uh, i could usually sleuth it out i couldn't figure it out this time uh indie alternative artist out of la that got back that got me back into um the alt scene of rock i guess it's really? rock yeah because it's just like it's a better version of whatever machine gun kelly is attempting to do right now um uh, uh, I heard this song and I was like, I swear to God, we talked about this on the podcast already. What the hell? Uh, I don't know what. I mean, I, what, I know we didn't, is what I'm saying. It was just like, what the fuck? Why does it sound so familiar? I, yeah, I don't know what other song it would sound like. Um, but yeah, it's like a polished alt scene song. And I enjoyed that because a lot of like stuff is like kind of like almost like trailing into like the young blood I don't, i'm just saying names at this point i don't expect you to know but young blood and grandson are like the two big rock people right now i put air quotes around rock because i don't think they are but uh <laughs> they claim to be uh modern rock 
So I like this guy a lot better because he can actually understand what he's saying most of the time. Uh, but this song's about feeling, uh, about the feeling that you get when you let someone walk away from your life and then realize they were like so much more, um, and you like fucked up basically. Uh, we're getting so close to March with this December, February. <laughs> <laughs> and you recommended the March songs last week. <laughs> yeah. So March you screwed April. this up. Um, oh yeah, we got two months last week. We got two months this week. It's motifs here. Month uh, season. Basically, this song is like the the fits the mold of like running at the end of a uh, uh, rom com movie at like an airport scene, where it's just like I fucked up. Except well, this, that's pretty funny. This this version is just driving to her basically. Um, but the the like the it's not muted. Muted might be the wrong term in my head, but the lessened uh, instruments really make his voice pop in this song. And, uh, I feel like this would be a really good song to hear live, honestly. Um, yeah. What did you think? I didn't have very many notes. I said most of it. I thought maybe was this, is this not a TikTok song? Maybe that's where I heard it before. Maybe. I don't know, honestly. I don't know where I heard it. Like I think about it, it doesn't really sound like a TikTok song. It's kind of nice. This is a good background song, Drive. Um, I didn't have anything against it. I wasn't crazy about it. February, bro. I think that's how I feel about the month of February. It's short. Yeah. Sweet. It's not as bad as January. It's not amazing. It's meh. (laughs) And then you go right straight into March winds and April showers. Ruth editing, um, so Ruth editing is what what you're going to be doing. <laughs> it's so funny, relatable. Okay, uh, so oh 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 wait 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 sorry one last thing. Thank you uh, to this artist, no love for the middle child for reaching out us reaching out to us on. Damn, we're getting all the love Instagram. Sorry. So if you ever want to be on the podcast and you listen to this, we'd love to have you on. So that was my only second cool. plug. Yes. Twerk. Synthesize her. See, can I guess what your criti- criticism of the song is going to be? What? You're going to be like, eh, they just stole from Daft Punk. <laughs> I literally said, love the sound effect, although all I hear is Around the World by Daft Punk. There you go. Everything's <laughs> stolen. Jeremy, everything's stolen. You can't sample anything, Siegel. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is. I guess it's I- ironic that Daft Punk just broke up and as long as this is on here. Twerp is... I love Twerp. They are... I knew them because they are the band that plays behind Ninja Sex Party, which is something we'll talk about eventually. Okay. Um, they got famous because there were, like, viral videos of them playing on the streets of Canada. And they're just, like, crazy because they had, like, fireworks and, like, the means the lead singer wears, like, a mask with, like, a this, like, traffic cone thing on his head. <laughs> And they all wear masks, and nobody knows what their real faces look like. And they all have like different character names. Uh, they are Doctor Sung, Have Hogan, Lord Phobos, and Commander Meowch. <laughs> Twerp is one of the one bands, along with an Inse- the only band that I've seen live, along with Ninja Sex Party. Nice. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I should go to more live events. And this one, basically, like I love Twerp and NSP, but this is more of just like a fan meet up <laughs> and then a music event if i'm honest 
It was fun though. I love their music. Um, this song is such a fun vibe. It always makes me think of like YouTube and Game Grumpson and just Sex Party. I love Dr. Song's voice. The music video is pretty fun. It's like this talent show thing where this like quirky, nerdy girl builds this like uh, like a keyboard and just puts on this outfit and puts on like a crazy performance and blows everybody away. Um, this is one of my favorite twerp songs. I love twerp. Love twerp. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was like, I basically the notes to the song is it's like if the 1980s were a band. Yeah, I uh, guess so. They definitely that's their vibe for sure. But also, I, <laughs> you made a point that said, uh, you said a point that was you like the singer's voice. The singer doesn't sing. It's a fucking yeah, voice effect. I, mean. <laughs> I love how I like how it sounds. So you like Daft Punk too? I haven't checked out that Oh my god, Seal, you're so shallow. <laughs> it's the same voice effect. They don't even like it. Okay, so it's the same exact thing then. All right. <laughs> sure. It, it sounds very similar to Around the World by Daft Punk. Um, anyway, here's the last song on the list, for me at least. Uh, Underdog by Alicia's. This is very underwhelming. Really? <laughs> um, it's the problem with it is that Alicia Keys is so fucking talented as like an artist. And this is just like a shallow attempt at like a cash grab song. Maybe I'm just like reading the lyrics too much. I think but, maybe this is uh, Alicia Keys's version of Dolls, whatever it was called. I don't know. What, what is that? The one you reckon we talked about with Falconetti, it was so hammy and corny. Like, I, that, that, this is that. It doesn't feel a little more genuine, but. Oh, this is you're talking about Remember the, the chicken wing? Oh, Dawes is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I like that song too, so fuck Falconetti. Um uh, that's a good song. I don't care what he says. Um Dude, I don't know. But... That was pretty rough. That was... <laughs> Falco, Dawes is a good band. Um, and there's more Dawes on this list. Uh but this song it just fits like I said earlier, one of the motifs. The underdog tale that is so popular in music, although it like it's like a lot of little tales. Um, it actually is similar to the Dawes song now that I keep thinking about it, but it feels so much less genuine because it's coming from like a million dollar pop star. Multi-million dollar. This feels pop more star. genuine than the Dawes song. No. Yes, because no. it does a better job at describing like little situations. It's just the like Dawes song a... is so like vanilla. It 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 just takes a like it's just a glorified shout out to like generic things like there's a mom that's raising her kids and it's just like cool. It's well, like it, keeps, it's, they, they, it describes these little situations. I kind of like that. It's equivalent to like a love song that's just like you have brown hair that you're my love interest. So does it, fits. it feel like pandering? Like I guess so. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. just sad because I really do like Alicia Keys, and I just think this song's kind of like. I actually like this song a lot, though. Okay, well, I, I mean, everyone's in... right when I got back from school. I like the concept of like the little. I'm gonna. I'm an avid appreciator of like small moments and stories and. Oh, but if someone mentions a fucking things. chicken wing, that's when it's like. <laughs> it wasn't that. It's just like the feeling of it. Like first off, I, mean, the, I feel like I think the the melody itself was more appealing to this. And I mean, it feels more song. genuine, and it's described better. 
it it, it fits the mold better where it's just like a, a good feeling pop song. Yeah. I just don't I don't think it's like I don't think every song has to be groundbreaking, but this just feels so generic. Like it's a song like there could be a counter song that's just like it, like the an old fashioned love song where it makes fun of these types of songs because there's so many of them. Just like a generic yeah. situations. Um can't wait to find a song like that now. Anyway, I yeah, it's a pop song. I'm yeah. shocked I recommended it. It's not it. amazing. Yeah. This is a not this is very a not seagull song for sure. Yeah. I probably listened to it and it's like, yeah, this is good for today. <laughs> Alright. Um so last song or anything else to say? No, you can go to the last song. Uh We'll Meet Again by Vera Lynn. I don't know if I did this on purpose. But this is very fitting for COVID. Um, I think Verilyn was a very big old-time artist. Um, this is like a huge World War II song. And like it's a nice coincidence that it's here for COVID and it kind of applies to a similar applies to this for a similar way. Like we can't be apart, but we'll meet again and now it's it's a big event like World War II was and I'm an artist when when it comes to building the playlist. <laughs> uh, not much else to say about the song itself. I thought the backing vocals sounded kind of stupid. When they come in as like a chorus? Yeah. yeah. But I think that's also like a... It's also like a nice little like old-timey vibe thing that you just appreciate. Like old voices like that. Like it probably was normal to have it like that when the song came out. And yeah, I don't know. The song is just more meaningful than I have anything to say about it. I just... It's nice, and I listen to it sometimes. Fits trying times. It's interesting because this is like the third or fourth song that the week ends in like the 1940s or earlier. Ruth Edding, this song, Bing Crosby. There's been a lot of lists where you end the list with like a 1930s song. I just don't know why. Yeah. It's just it's happened that way. Um, the Johnny Cash version of the song I think is better personally. Um, he wrote it. Oh, yeah. No, I knew that existed. I just forgot. Yeah. About uh, it's on his last album before Hurt is on that album. Everyone knows Hurt. It was a whole cover album. He did this song as the final song in that piece. And then he died a few, like a year later, maybe less. So it's like interesting to hear that perspective. But you didn't mention the crux of this song in relation to 2020. Ruth Edding. Oh. Fuck. Uh, not Ruth Edding. Berlin. Died in 2020 at the age of 103. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. I just I didn't even bother to look it up because I just assumed she was long dead. Yeah, no, she died in June. So she saw the pandemic start. She saw the Queen say her song again and make it like a rel. It went back up in the charts because of the pandemic as like a national song for the Brits um, and people were singing it in the streets and stuff. Um, Did she die from COVID? I don't know that, but she was 103. So she might've just died from <laughs> being 103. I don't think I she died from COVID, uh, but this is the perfect way. Like you've said to. And the anniversary. It didn't <laughs> even do it on purpose too. This is like, we're, we're brilliant to you. Well, we also didn't know a, this was going to be a podcast and B, we were going to break it up into weeks. Also, the, the coronavirus would yeah. last a year. This long, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. I love this song, nine, by the way. My last oh, cool. point. Sorry. Um, you want to do so, top fives? 
Yes, I wrote down my top five while you were talking at some point. I don't remember when. My list is uh, at number five, 510 Apartment 3. Four, Walnut Street is dead. Three, I don't really love you anymore. Two, the end. And one, we'll meet again by Vera Lynn. Yeah, that's the number one. Yeah. All right, my number five, uh, Underdog. Number four, Teenage FBI. Number three, which is the winner, The End. Oh, okay. Number two, Synthesize Her. And number one, Walking the Cow. Interesting. I didn't think the Doors would win. The Doors? Wow. Okay. Out of all the songs here, I did not expect the Doors to win. Especially with 11 minutes of a song. I mean, there's a lot of song to unpack, and we didn't do it justice. Um, uh, Just so everyone knows, uh, week 10... I have called switching shit up. <laughs> uh, I think the formatting of this podcast is going to change in week 10. And I have some ideas. We haven't talked about this off air yet, but I'm calling week 10 switching shit up. Revamp the podcast. Um, so stay tuned to that. But if you enjoyed the podcast, you can follow us on social media at JM radio pod. All one word, no spaces, no dashes. Don't forget the pod at the end. Also, if you like the podcast, share, like, tweet, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, dab. Just get the word out. No, you can you can dab. I mean, everyone likes to dab every once in a while. Nope. Um (laughs) don't. But yeah, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. I didn't know that was a thing, but we're on it. We're also on some other. We're also on some other podcast networks like Anchor. Uh, so if you want to listen to it there, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So this has been Week Nine, the Coronaversary. Seagull, let's try and get this <laughs> synced up. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Three, two, one. You got you some, got listening, some to listening to do. It's never going to happen. It's just see, on my end, that sounded perfect. Really? Yeah. So okay, I don't know. Let's, what let's see how it comes out. The recording. Oh, it did not sound perfect on my end. Not to me, it was perfect. Uh, okay. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Bye. So long. Gay Bowser. <laughs> <laughs>